Mm-hmm. Welcome. This is a consult of forex episode. Forgot the number. Interesting rates too. It's about um, the rates that I consider that I think will be important in the coming year and what will really move the market. It's a forecast. So, uh. Let me just highlight some of them. There's the Fed interest rate, the benchmark rate, the CPI, unemployment rates, retail sales, inventories, pending home sales, and new home sales, PMIs for the ISM and the other one PMI by the BLS, services PMI, NFPs, jolts, job openings, jobless claims, which growth, GDP. All about that stuff and um, I'm going to add talk about the yield curve you might have heard about the yield curve somewhere but it's actually very important so let me begin by talking about the takeaways from previous from the previous FOMC meeting yeah they hiked by 50 basis points the December meeting, most recent one, and they said they are seriously considering to wait for incoming data to make their next move. So they are neither hawkish nor dovish, but uh, Jerome Powell did acknowledge that they are in restrictive territory currently. And being in restrictive territory, he said they'll still continue hiking, only slower. Yeah, so red hikes are still coming. And um, from the SEP, summary of economic projections, they projected that uh, most members are willing to keep the rates above 5% next year. So that just means recession risks are now higher. And I'm here to discuss the rates that will confirm that this indeed is a recession and it's going to be a big one. A deep one. I'm reading from my book, I wrote, I wrote notes. So, uh, the first thing I want to talk about is yield curves. The yield curves are a percentage return on bonds. You know government securities mainly these treasuries treasury notes and bonds so there are different percentages for short-term and long-term bonds the most monitored ones are the the most monitored ones are the two-year and the 10-year yields there's uh yields that the bonds which if you buy today you're getting your returns after two years and others that you're getting your returns after 10 years there are more. There are one year, five years, I think now past ten years there's twenty and thirty. I think yeah, there might be more, but those ones I am sure of. So uh huh. The two year yield is monitored as a representation of the short term yield and the ten year yield is monitored as a representation of the long term yield. Of importance here usually is the spread between these yield curves usually this spread is supposed to be an exponential growth curve 
to mean that longer term bonds have a higher percentage return than the short term bonds because um speculation of a, a short period of time is less risky than speculation of over a long period yeah the growth curve is supposed to be exponential i don't have i don't think i have to explain what exponential means so uh huh but currently the yield curve is fully inverted inverted meaning now it's an exponential decay curve decay curve meaning it's falling like from the top to the bottom you know what exponential means so uh that means short-term bonds have a higher return than longer-term bonds and um that simply takes uh, done by taking the difference between the 10-year yield and the two-year yield uh there's a specific chart i think it's the fred fred economic institution something yeah they they have the charts of the two-year ten-year sp spread now uh the four-year the ten-year yield i think it's at no three percent and the two-year yield is at four percent somewhere there's a difference of minus 75 basis points which is dangerous so uh huh the thing is the current spread is at minus 0.79 percent which is 79 basis points and um it's getting steeper the last time uh the yield curve was this spread out this negatively it was in the 1979 1979 1980 the zone the yield curve was inverted this much and during that time there was a recession and it lasted for a year yeah it was bad it lasted for a year the peak unemployment rate was 7.8 percent gdp decline was negative 2.2 percent and uh i'm not saying that this might happen again like with the same numbers but this is just uh this is just a, a roadmap like a reference point trying to understand what how important yield curves are in giving information about the future of the economy every time the yield curve inverts there is a recession coming yeah this is the like the first time when the yield curve is inverted this much and the recession hasn't begun yet yeah that's how i would put it the recession hasn't begun. <laughs> yeah so um if the yield curve currently continues to much into the negative territory that only makes the chances of a recession go higher and it makes the recession a deeper one this is one of the tools economic economists and market participants are using to say that 2023 things will be ugly okay so the thing is yield curves the returns on bonds how it happens in the u.s and in the world generally people with big amounts of money it's either you put your money in stocks uh or government bonds as a long-term investment even short-term like the two year and less 
so yeah if the yield curve is that high the two-year yield curve is a four percent going to five percent if it's that high uh a lot of people a lot of investors will prefer to have their money in bonds in those government securities why because they have a higher return and the short-term outlook of the economy is very uncertain meaning if you put that money in stocks over the next two years you might be down 30 percent so you see that's that's a bad deal people would rather just put their money currently in the bond market the two-year yield especially because their future is very uncertain yeah so that's it with the yield curves that's all i talk about the yield curves today that's something you should be monitoring every time and every time the yield curve pops up the two-year ten-year yield every time they go up the stock market crashes and every time it kind of slips a bit coming down a bit the stock market pumps it's very the market is very sensitive to those yield curves the two-year ten-year yields they are very closely monitored so yeah that's it about the yield curves let's continue the the next important rate we'll talk about of course it's the cpi the inflation rates uh i'll not exactly specify uh, or differentiate between the core cpi and the headline cpi i'll just talk about it as a whole so this rate is what was in the limelight for the whole of this year this is what the fed were monitoring to give guidance on interest rate hikes and the future of monetary policy and um my opinion according to the research i've done the cpi might okay there's two possibilities that i am considering here the cpi might take a nose dive like we're at seven percent now right it might just and even this reading was below the estimates so the next reading we get six six percent or somewhere close to five percent just six point one six point two there and then the next readings they just come out it looks like the rate fell off a cliff we go to four percent uh before long we had two percent and then deflation that's one possibility this can happen due to the cumulative effects of the rate hikes it's likely so um another possibility that i'm considering here is that inflation might continue to cool but not fast enough such that we might have a period where inflation is like four five percent they are four three percent yes the economy is already in shambles like the feds interest rates the hikes they're taking effect on other sectors of the market like totally like what we saw this year with uh tech stocks how they were getting hammered but inflation is still high yeah it might continue that way such that the fed are have already over tightened let me put it that way the fed has over tightened and um inflation is very stubborn very sticky 
it can happen that way so either way i am forecasting a situation where inflation calls yeah that one it will go down and then the the feds latest scp reports they give their forecasts forecast about the either the inflation the pce one they are projecting it to the pce to peak next year i don't know how they came up with that one i watched the interview the q and a session with uh, jerome powell and the journalists i still didn't quite understand why they are projecting a higher pce rate yeah so that time when the when inflation goes to 4 or 3% and it's stubborn the fed might have to say no more hikes we'll just keep the rate high and maybe start cutting in the next meeting or in the next two meetings something yeah so that's it for the cpi i do not like speculating too much about it because those numbers are very tricky to forecast yeah it's very complicated kind of hard to make a forecast of the cpi yeah so the next rate the unemployment rate this is where i'll generally talk about the employment and employment numbers here yeah they are all together the nfps and stuff wage growth such things so the nfp numbers they're strong currently the labor market is strong the unemployment rate was it two is it two three percent or i'm not so sure but it's somewhere there the lowest in 50 years yeah so the labor market is very strong wage growth is also strong but there's a problem with the participation rate so let me read something here there was um an article i read about Fitch, no, it's from a site called like Fitch Ratings. It says this the US labor demand exceeds labor supply by around 5 million. I'm gonna repeat that the labor demand exceeds labor supply by around 5 million. This imbalance is likely to recede through a labor supply recovery, but the economic downturn expected next year will likely result in lower labor demand through both job losses and falling job openings the article goes on to say while while the u.s civilian labor force has returned to pre-covid levels it remains more than four million people below the pre-covid trend Excess retirements during the pre-pandemic, lower immigration, lingering impact of COVID-19 and the work absenteeism, and the entrenched trend of the aging U.S. labor force have all contributed to lack of recovery in the participation rate. This is where the problem is. So, um, if you read the most recent nfp report i think it was the november one yeah the november one that's where they said the employment level as the employment levels have gone back to 
pre pandemic levels pre pandemic levels but there's still a shortage of around 5 million jobs like the 5 million jobs are needed 5 million more jobs are open like the slots are open for unemployed people why because during the covid-19 period very many people went out of work and they never came back during their recovery due to the reasons i've mentioned stuff to do with immigration you remember that trans uh, flights were being cancelled yeah lockdowns and stuff and people the 2020 period wasn't exactly a long period but a lot of people decided to retire during that time because we have it's common for people to work to work past their retirement age and when they are there they can decide to quit anytime so they quit many people and even when they came back uh due to the stimulus packages the government was giving some people were just lazy to go back to work yeah so uh huh the strong labor market is what could make the recession hurt even more because the fed said they want to fight inflation by taming demand consumer demand so the fed will have to keep hiking until they see signs that the economy is cooling signs that inflation is coming down in this case the sign they want to see is a slowdown in the labor markets you know high employment automatically means high demand for goods and services and that's how inflation is becoming stubborn to fight to fight so the fed wants to like really loosen the labor market so yeah the fed's forecast for the peak unemployment rate is at 4.6% the median that's the median and then the 5.3% was the highest estimate by the FOMC members according to the most recent SCP but of course they have never been right with these things no they're usually wrong let me not say very wrong but they usually offside like totally so this rate maybe you can use this <laughs> this highest estimate you can use that as the best case scenario <laughs> best case scenario meaning uh the 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 best the lowest unemployment rate could be 5.3% because it could go really high with all that's going on currently so um the truth of the matter is despite the labor market being very strong it can also collapse very fast yeah things can get ugly very fast like i said with the cpi things may take a nose dive the same can happen here in the labor market you can just fall and the nfps start coming in at minus 100k jobs per month for like 2 3 months i think yeah which is very scary and it's going to be chaotic generally <clears throat>
another important rates the these these other ones they are important but i will not dwell too much into them one is the gdp the gdp is you know what gdp is it's expected to drop to negative territory the fed's focus was at 0.5% yeah like they expecting gdp growth to be 0.5 but truth again you can you can go to negative 1% negative 2% and, and at that time i think that's when things will start getting thick like really serious these uh negative growth like that can be coupled up with high unemployment rates personal income spending is uh also another important rate being monitored by the fed and the pce so this is about this one about personal spending the fed likes to monitor this one to see how many how how well is the consumer spending their money because you see if their spending is still high that means there's still a high demand for goods and that means it's going to be harder to fight inflation that means more hikes so yeah that's one and there's um the retail sales retail sales is also something important in measuring consumer demand so um weak retail sales weak consumer demand strong retail sales strong consumer demand personally i just think that coming into next year 2023 uh the narrative will change okay in 2022 what was going on was uh, good news is bad news and bad news is good news yeah like what we see with the employment numbers mostly like if the employment numbers are strong the market would crash because that will mean a more aggressive fed personally what i forecast coming into the next year is uh a strong a strong labor market will mean the the stock market will pump because it will mean less chances of a recession happening and uh weak job numbers will mean a recession is looming and the market will fall yeah it'll be back to reality where good news good news bad news is bad news especially with that employment employment rate thing and uh, these other small small indexes like the retail sales and the um i say manufacturing pmi and those those are the small small indexes that come out yeah people now are like let me say past a bit past the line of seeing how the fed will react to this data because at this point the fed might the fed will also take good news to be good and bad news to be bad especially with the employment numbers yeah the chances of a soft landing zero i do not i do not see a soft landing here because considering how high the treasury yields are and um how things are going right now no there is no soft landing here 
we are going to people will suffer people will cry so yeah and then as i finish talk about corporate profits this is uh, the leading indicator in my view other than the yield curves corporate profits are usually like the first thing to go wrong and then the recession hits now well hard uh we have an earnings season i think mid january is it mid january i think yeah january february there we have an earnings season and um at that time we will see the most recent earnings season companies were posting like good profits or new growth such and such stuff but at the same time they were giving like warnings they were slashing focus for next year's growth it was slashing focus for sales slash it was just mad and um these are there are companies that are releasing their earnings this week on top of those ones i'd expect some companies to come out and give revisions of their forecast of the next quarter the next quarter or the next two quarters yeah so that's it uh yeah that's it i do not have anything else to add we'll see you some other time